Hi everyone, I'm Gwendolyn from the United Kingdom and welcome to the Romantic Truth Podcast. Please be advised that the subject matter of the show is of an adult nature and therefore 18 and older only, please. Now, here's your host, Jocelyn. Hi everyone, Johnson here, Romantic Truth, Las Vegas, baby, yeah, keeping it real, hope everybody is doing well. Folks, today's topic is, what women fear in aging. Now, why this topic? Florence, Vigawood, California, brought up the subject matter in her email. She writes the following that came in on yesterday, December 3rd. A couple of things that I want to stress to you. There's some of us women in their late 50s that have a difficult time accepting the fact that we're getting older. We feel less attractive. We feel as though men aren't looking at us like they were in the past. And with that, we go with the aesthetics. My biggest fear is being alone. I'm 57 years old. My kids are grown. They have their own lives. And I just don't want to be one of these old women living in an apartment, afraid of the world. I'm very conscious about being rejected by men based on my physical appearance. I'm not a bad looking woman, I've attached a photo to verify that. But in the eyes of men, I may not be that attractive. I know this is a hell of a thing to admit, and I never thought I would. When I was in my 20s, I thought I would never get old. But now, I'm starting to reconsider. Do you think that I'm wrong for this? Respectfully, love your show. My dear, um, Lawrence, this is uh, one of the problems that a lot of women have. Because, see, aesthetically, they're supposed to be focused on beauty in order to attract men. And when that beauty fades in some capacities, Some women have a very difficult time contending with it because this is all they've known. Seeing the beautiful woman that was always chosen. But let's take a look at some of the things that, because I've documented about 22 things that women fear when it comes down to aging. See, the difference is with men, the expectations are very low for many of you ladies when it comes to men what happens when a man gets older women start to criticize them more why are you walking with your back bent over why are you having that cane why don't you walk upright why don't you dye your hair why don't you put on a hat instead of uh, walking around let everybody know that you're bald that kind of stuff so Women can be more critical when it comes to men about their physical appearance as they age. 
We have no problem calling a man an old man. Our society as a whole has no problem with that. When it comes down to calling a woman an old woman, oh, you got a fight on your hands. So let's take a look at some of these things. One of the first ones that come out is weight. This is a nuisance for many women throughout their lives because it's the easiest insult a woman can give another woman. See, the one thing that you ladies have to realize is that the, your biggest critics are going to be other women, not the men. See, we accept what you provide. You could be a 400-pound woman that's 5'5". Five, five. There's a man out there that will take you as you are. And guess what? He'll defend you to the end. A woman, she's going to laugh at you, talk about how fat you are. Girl, you need to go to a weight loss clinic or something. Because as they see it, you're competition. And besides that, it makes them feel a little bit better about themselves. But weight is an issue. Many of you ladies that have had children, what are you doing? Yeah, going to the gym trying to lose that baby weight. Then you get mad because you might not be able to lose it. And you try all kind of diets and you look at what's going on now with these people taking all this different medication in order to try to lose the weight. And they even risk their health. Because think about it. The medication that was used for people that were had diabetes, there hadn't been any research done in that direction in regards to weight loss without someone who had diabetes. And so they literally had to restructure and make medications based on that dynamic that served that purpose. So a lot of people were willing to risk their lives to lose weight. The other thing here. Ah, mm -mm -mm. Stretch marks. A lot of women are very conscious about this. Oh, I've seen women put cocoa butter over their bellies while they're pregnant in the whole nine yards. And it really has to do with the way your skin is. There's some women, they have elasticity, where they can go have that baby. Skin comes back without a stretch mark. I've dated women who have had children that didn't have stretch marks. It depended on the woman, and they didn't use cocoa butter. It depends on the woman. Plain and simple. It could be genetic. Who knows? But the one thing is, it's your body. Now, ladies, let me tell you something. You know there are men out there who love women who have stretch marks? Usually, you'll see stretch marks from weight loss. Women may have stretch marks on their breasts their arms, their inner arm, they may have it around their abdomen, on their butts, it varies, but there, there is an actual fetish out there for stretch women with stretch marks, I'm telling you, so don't really condemn yourselves, and there are different patterns of stretch marks, you have the tiger print, you have the alligator print, you got that shit that you don't really know. It's just like, it's 
can't describe it. <laughs> but in any case, there's something not to worry about. The next thing, vaginal looseness. This is something women are very conscious about. Not all women, some. They're concerned because after they've had children, and of course when a guy wants to be mean to a woman, he'll say, oh, you know, I didn't feel anything, you know, because you are so big that they almost fell in. They say some dumb shit like that. Do not take it personally. Because nine times out of 10, that person's angry with you if he's male. That's the reason why he's saying that shit. Most men, they're never gonna complain about that. Because they know ways and techniques of making it fit a little bit tighter. This is one thing that you'll hear older women fellas brag about sometimes about how tight they are. And some of them are tight because they haven't had sex in a very long time. And I was with one woman Shit, it took about two hours for me to get inside of her. It was that tight. Oh, we tried lube and everything. It was just difficult. And then when we got in there, she said, mm-mm, ain't pulling it out. It's just gonna have to stay in there all night. <laughs> it could be tough. It could really be tough because they might not have been used to that on a regular. You might run across that with widows and divorcees. And then sometimes they may not even can open their legs that wide. Because they haven't had sex so long and their body's not accustomed to it. The other. Drooping labias. Some women concern themselves about the catcher's mat. After they've had the children, they might have butterfly wings down there. Ladies, don't worry about that. Believe it or not, I kid you not, I bullshit you not, there is a group of men who love this. Some of you are worried about, you know, surgery, that kind of, no. Mm -mm. Now, one thing I will warn you ladies, there are some of you that will use wedges and different uh, sex toys in order to get pleasure and it stretches you you just need to find a guy that's into that with you instead of um, trying to go generically and find a guy on a dating app or something like that where of course he hasn't been exposed to it so he wouldn't know what he's dealing with with you on that and for those you don't know it's a sex toy that's made more or less like a, a cone like a traffic cone the woman squats down on it, and this is how she's aroused and gets off. And I think the base of it can be pretty big. Depends on the size of the woman, as far as vaginal size. The other thing, sagging breast. Ladies, men usually don't care about these. You have to remember, A lot of men talk shit in public about all the things they don't want to want. I want a woman with no sagging breasts and this and that. They say that shit. It's the same argument 
they make when it comes down to fat women. They talk out of both sides of their mouth. Yeah, you won't catch me with no fat chick. And that's who he's with. But see, that kind of talking and bluster is for other men to distinguish himself as somebody who's got it like that with women. And in essence, he has sex with fat women. Well, I used to get criticized because I would usually go for women that were tall and thick. And they said, man, why the hell, why don't you? I said, because of this. Even if she got sick, she could afford to lose 40, 50 pounds and still look healthy. Your woman, built like a clothes hanger, problem is she gets sick, she looked like she was in a death camp. It was true. I was with a woman that was a size four one time. She took off her clothes and when I saw her rib cage, I was done. Couldn't do it. But see, she was heavy into trying to be a model. Look good with her clothes on, so she took them off. Ooh, hell no. She looked malnourished. Felt like I was fucking a POW. Just saying. <laughs> but it all depends on the taste of the person. But of course, I never told her these things. But that's what went through my head. And I said, you know what? This build of woman is not the type of woman I need to be with. Now, the other thing here, love handles. Believe it or not, ladies, there is a fetish for this. There are men who like those because they can grab onto them when they got your doggy style. See, some of the things you think are trash is somebody else's treasure. Second boobs, prime example. The reason why guys like second boobs, they could be laying beside you, take your titty and put it in their mouth. They don't have to worry about leaning over. I'm just telling you. Now, ankles. You guys worry about that. Men don't care. Really don't. Now, I'm not speaking for all men, but the majority of men don't. If a man has gotten you naked and the two of you are together, more than likely he's not going to criticize you because he could be criticized too. He may have Peroni's disease. It's got a curved penis. Um, and some of you ladies have written in about that particular issue. It comes from circulatory issues. And some of you talk about, well, maybe could he have surgery? Well, in some cases, yes. In other cases, probably no. It all depends on the doctor. But any kind of surgery is risky. That's what you have to understand. They had this um, dude that was doing porn down in Brazil. And he was injecting his penis with this um, medication that they use for people that or um, paralyzed for them to get an erection to have sex. Well, he had done it so long they couldn't perform anymore. 
So hopefully he got everything he wanted out of life before the end. It's really sad. Now, flab. A lot of you ladies that have lost weight, you have flabs, cellulite. Some guys like it. And the reason why they like it, they like the fapping sound that it makes when you have sex, believe it or not. So, don't be so quick to discount yourself on that and think, oh, you know, I gotta get rid of it. Mm. There's some men who like that. See, the biggest problem, ladies, is when you find a man who loves you and he accepts everything about you, he's not going to reject you over something like this, over a physical characteristic. He has an idea what he's dealing with. More than likely, it's going to be the guy that you don't need in your life and don't deserve. That's going to be the critic. You need him more than he needs you. And what I found is that, by many of you writing in, it's a lot of you older ladies dating these younger men, and they make offhand comments. Oh, you need to shave your pubes. Oh, you need to dye your pubes. I don't want to see any gray down there. And you get your feelings hurt. Because, see, a lot of these younger guys are insensitive, because they're used to dealing with women in their peer group. So, some of you cougars, Go get your feelings stomped on because of that. So you got to be very careful about the guys that you do. Okay. Sagging necklines. Now let me tell you when this becomes obvious. If you're an older woman and you have jowls or so, it doesn't matter. It's natural. It's when something is obvious been worked on but the rest of it's been left. So like for instance, you wouldn't got a facelift. Like I told you, when I was in places like Beverly Hills, you see some of those women look like someone put a foot in the back of their head and took their cheeks and just pulled their face back over the face, over the skull. And then their neck would be loose and you see these women walking around in turtlenecks and it'd be damn near 80 degrees outside. That was because they didn't want you to see their accordion throat woman's neck would look like an uncircumcised penis. But the face would be tight. With us men, a lot of us like uniformity. We can accept the whole package as it is. See, ladies, here's the thing. As men, think of us as your captive audience. The way you present yourself to us is the way we accept you. You're not that way with us, and that's the reason why you think that we think the thing, same way you do, but we don't. That's the distinction. Now, cankles and wrinkles, or wrinkles in special. Don't worry about the wrinkles. You're going to have wrinkles down there. You're going to have wrinkles as you get older because you're going to lose weight. That's going to happen. Women are worried about wrinkles around their thighs, around their buttocks, when they get in a missionary position. We know all these things. Wrinkles in your arms, that kind of thing, it's a natural aging process. Nothing to be ashamed of, nothing to be embarrassed by. The women that really run into trouble with their physical appearance when it comes to aging 
or women who are mainly trying to be with younger men. Because the older men know what to expect. Many of them have been married to a woman in their same peer group or dated one in their peer group, so they know what the things to expect out of them. Big fat butts. Ladies, don't worry about the size of your butt. There is a whole community, whole lifestyle out there of people with butt fetishes, butt kinks, and they like women with big booties. That's the way it goes. You look at some of the interracial relationships. Skinny black guy, thick white girl with a big butt. You have white men that want black women because they got big booties. This is a common thing. It depends on the attribute that attracts the man to the woman. Like I said, men have different preferences. There are some men that like women with big breasts, big butt. By the way, I like both categories. Except I like wide birthing hips as well. I don't know why. Still trying to figure that out. Now, it depends on the kind of woman you want. Crow's feet. A lot of you ladies are worried about crow's feet around your eyes and around your mouth. You know, when you have those wrinkles around your mouth. Don't worry. Yeah, some of you go get Botox or whatever. That shit only lasts for a short period of time. Then you gotta keep that shit up, what, every two weeks or so? After a while, you get tired of being prodded and poked. And it's like, you know, you're on this perpetual quest to be pristine. But you could ask yourself, what am I being pristine for? For who? For the next person I meet? Ask yourself those questions. Now, gray pubes. That's another one. Some of you ladies don't want to shave. Some of you decide to dye your hair down there because they have dye for that area. Others of you will get electrolysis, shave. Some of you just let it go. Now, that all depends on you, how you feel. Some ladies don't like shaving because of the fact they get hair bumps, ingrown hairs. Um, razors can be very irritating. They don't want to use neat or anything like that because that irritates their skin, especially if they're very sensitive. So, always consult a doctor, licensed doctor. Don't go to any of these estheticians or any, go to a doctor tell you what would be the best recourse so you'll know a dermatologist that would tell you exactly what's going on with you because see when someone's in it just to make money they don't give a shit what the outcome is when someone's licensed and can lose their medical license oh they care now some of you will get the Brazilian wax I remember I went with Monica one time for Brazilian wax I was going to try to wait in the waiting, waiting area She's like, no, no, I want him to come back there with me. I went back there. 
Oh, when that woman yeet, when she yeet that thing off of her, I was like, and she just, Monica just held my hand and she said, you don't know. You just don't know. I'm like, oh, I can imagine. But that was something that she wanted done until she got electrolysis. But, hmm. I can only imagine the pain. Another thing. Women also fear as they age the loss of youth in many aspects. Other women embrace it and they become more stately women. As they mature, they also fall into a level of aesthetics that's going to be more commensurate with their age. Nothing's wrong with that. So if she's graying, instead of her dyeing her hair, she will leave it gray and just have it done. And the way she looks at it, hey, that's me, this is the way I am. There's nothing wrong with that. Now, the other one, a lack of attractiveness, big fear. See, sometimes women will go through a secondary phase of validation. When you're younger, you go through one. And when you're in your prime, let's say going from your late teens through all the way, maybe into your early 50s, late 40s, you're not so much worried about the validation because you're kind of keeping up with the Joneses. It's when you get older when that insecurity may peak as they hit because your body's changing, physiologically you're changing, you're wiser. You're starting to realize that you don't have to dress up every event and you're more comfortable. Ladies, the most comfortable you'll ever be in your life is gonna be in your 40s, 50s, and 60s. You're gonna be over the hype by then because you're not marketed to as much like you are when you're younger. And it's gonna help you immensely. The other thing here, self-esteem. You don't want it to be low by no stretch. So you may have to tap yourself every once in a while to make sure that you're still going forward. And there's nothing wrong with you checking yourself on that. And remember, the only person you got to validate is yourself. Everybody else has an opinion. You have the experience, the facts, and the life that you lived. Their opinion can never trump that. But it's all predicated on how you feel about yourself. And the main thing is, love you first. Now, the next one. Facial drooping. You know, with the jowls and those kind of things. If it's genetic, let it happen. Keep in mind, if you decide to have surgery, consult with the best. Don't go somewhere like to Mexico or Puerto Rico or somewhere and have it done. Because it's cheap. If you're going to have surgery done on you, plastic surgery especially, go to someone who's licensed, 
it's going to cost more, true enough. But the thing is, you have the best. Living in California, I have seen some botched surgeries. You know the show botched with um, Nasir, Dr. Nasir, and... Um, the other doctor matter of fact their building their office used to be in the same building where I met Monica we used to have the Beverly Hills uh, back of Beverly Hills upstairs but here's the thing they have to fix many of the botched jobs that are done in these different places many times, yeah, they may have the facilities and all this, but these people are not really, may not be licensed. So you're taking a big risk. You're taking a risk with your life in another country with the surgeon that you more than likely won't be able to sue if something goes wrong. And you may not be able to travel down so often in order to get things fixed or have follow-up. That could be pretty risky. Just saying. Disabilities. This is another one. Now, as a man who is disabled, those of you who don't know, I have glaucoma. I can still see, but if you take a Ziploc bag and hold it up to the light and look through it, it gives you some sort of an idea of what the way I see. But I want you to think about that and think about looking at something and as you're looking at it, someone is turning a dimmer switch to make things a little bit darker. That's also an effect that I have to deal with. Now, this is something that people are discriminated against the most disability. Depending on the severity of the disability for some people, depending on what type. And I will tell you this. If you are disabled and you're thinking about dating, you do not want someone that's into a lot of aesthetics. In other words, they don't want you to carry the very prosthetics or things that you have because it would embarrass them. Things that you will need. You know, you have a bad back or something like that. And it's better for you to be in a wheelchair than on a cane. Then, oh no, we're not taking a wheelchair. You're not going to embarrass me. You don't need to be with that person. No matter how kind they try to be on the surface. Many of these people are very deceptive. They're there to use you. You have to be very careful about the people you date with the disability when you have a disability. Because they may have other ulterior motives. And not only that, you have some people, they look at you being disabled, you're depending on them, so now if they have any kind of anger issues, they can take it out on you. So you want to avoid that if you can. Because you don't have to take shit off of people just because you're disabled. Please remember that. 
missed the thing you have to watch. So you got scavengers that specifically date disabled people for their purpose, their dependency. There was a guy that was on, on TLC that had an overweight girlfriend. I think this woman weighed something like 600, 700 pounds. And he liked getting her fat and having sex with her, keeping her big. And she got so big that she couldn't even barely get out of bed. And he had control over her. When she got in the program to lose the weight, he left her. Because he couldn't control her anymore. So please keep that in mind. And as for that, this goes with other health issues. Now, I will tell you on this, a lot of people get catfished on health issues. Ladies, if you have health issues of some sort that's going to be obvious, you might want to tell your date before you go out on it. Same thing with you fellas. I went on a date with a lady one time, and she never mentioned conditions. And she was like, well, you know, I'll meet you at this bar. Well, we met. And she pulled out of her purse all these damn pills. It looked like a damn city skyline, so many pills she had. And she had to take a pill for this, pill for that, pill for that. I'm like, God damn. And I'm like, and a lot of the stuff were, you know, herbs and stuff like that. And some of it were. And I'm saying to myself, wow. She didn't disclose that one to me. I told her about my disability. She didn't tell me about this shit. And then she said, oh no, I'll just have nothing but just maybe a Coke or some water. I don't drink. Well, on your profile it said you drank. On your profile, it said a lot of things. And everything it said is contradicted here. Well, you wouldn't have gone out with me if I told you the truth. And she thought that was okay. But this is the way some of them think. As long as I got what I want, that's all that matters. So, I just wanted to address these things. And ladies, don't forget to be a woman first. Instead of just being mom, grandma, auntie, cousin, sister. You need to also be a woman. You have needs just like men do. You have desires just like men do. Don't forget about yourselves. I quit fucking with men after having my heart broken so many times. Even though it took a while for me to get used to being with a woman, I've made that choice, and I'm standing by it. I would never deal with a man again. Hi, Jowson. It's Brenda again. I have to eat my words. Yuck. I swore off men because they cheat. Why is it that I began a lesbian relationship and she's now pregnant by a trans woman? You mean to tell me that I can't find a man or woman who won't cheat on me? Fuck it. I'm going to become a nun. All together now. Repeat after me. We've been bullshitted again. Clearly... I'm more spiritual and aligned with the Almighty, and I know God. Okay? Ha! 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 Ha!
Brenda, not only did you chew on your words, you had problems swallowing your own words. I want to let you in on a little secret, dear. The problem is you. It has nothing to do with a man. It has nothing to do with men. It has nothing to do with women. It's you. There is a reason why people are cheating on you specifically. So, you've used the excuse of men. Then you went on to women as an alternative. And apparently, that didn't work for you either. Maybe you should really sit down and evaluate what you're doing wrong. I'm sure this is not the first, second, third, fourth, or fifth time you've been cheated on. And you're tired of walking around being a victim. I get it. But here's the problem. Victimhood may start with you. And this is what a lot of people don't like doing. They don't like facing the problem they create for themselves. You could be your own worst enemy and not know it. Blame the rest of the world. You could do that for the rest of your life. And then sit in a nursing home, miserable, or in a trailer park with a cat in the window, miserable, angry at the world. So isolated, so distraught, that you're literally screwing yourself with plastic toys all the time. It's up to you. Because see, sometimes people punish themselves for no reason. Through the isolation. There are no good people out there. Everybody's a cheater. And you're supposed to be the saint. Get real, lady. When it comes down to, there's something you're not doing right. And what you're going to need to do is probably go to a counselor. Or sit down and write some of the characteristics, some of the similarities. In the people you chose. And why you chose them. And some of the characteristics of the things that you noticed in the beginning and the patterns of behavior of yourself as to why you specifically attract these types of people. See, it's not about the gender. And that's what you messed up on. It's about something about you that attracts those people doesn't matter what gender. And that's what you have to look at. So, it doesn't do any good to raise your blood pressure and get angry at the world. It's about time for you to let the anger go and start looking at, what am I doing wrong? Because a lot of times we don't like to self-assess. Because that's a tough go. Because we have to be honest with ourselves and say things about ourselves that we don't like saying. Other people, they pick up on it. They don't tell you but they say it to themselves about you. That's the way it works. And we don't like doing that. Because the cut may be too deep. I've had to do that with myself many times over throughout my existence. And there are other people out there that had to do the same thing. You know one of the worst things in the world is to know you've done something wrong then you're sitting there trying to justify it. Well, you can admit that you've done something wrong. And apologize for what you've done. Hell, I've done it when I've broken up with women. 
unjustifiably. And then I realized, wait a minute, I really didn't have the proof to break up with this person. I broke up with them on an emotional level. Let me at least apologize to this person for it, and they can go on. But some of us are too big to do that. No, our egos get in the way. Our pride gets in the way. Just do in a vow and see what's going on, my dear. Now let's continue talking about what women fear when it comes to aging. Now, again, a lot of this is largely based on aesthetics. A couple of things to keep in mind. Usually, in the course of a woman's lifetime, she is very judgmental when it comes to men. Therefore, she rejects them and doesn't necessarily mean she's mean. What it means is that she's had to make some tough choices along the way and some were so obvious that she didn't have to do so. And she's had a lot of choices. Well, as she gets older, those choices become a lot slimmer, especially in her age group. As I told you before, there's about a 29% age gap in women in their 60s and up compared to men. So, therefore, these women find themselves in competition for the available men. Now, let's look at a few things here. There are about 10 things that women fear based on this premise. They're looking at, they don't want to be treated the way they had to treat some men when it comes down to rejection. They may feel as though it's easier for them to be rejected now that since they're older and not in their prime like they used to be. Some of them believe in karma that, oh, you know, maybe rejecting those guys weren't the best thing back when I was younger. Now, you know, I got to deal with that myself. This is why some women will pull themselves completely out of the dating market altogether because they have this notion that they're going to be treated poorly. It's the same kind of psychological dynamic when it comes down to those here in this country that are in the majority, white Christians, that feel as though if the minorities come in and become a majority, that they're going to be treated like the, major like the minority was treated throughout those years. Unwarranted fear. Again, fake evidence appearing real. Your mind will do more things to you than the reality of life because we go on extremes when we think usually. Now, being criticized by others is another thing they fear. The women that used to criticize women when they would walk through the restaurant or whatever, those shoes don't go with that purse, etc., etc. Now, she's the woman where the shoes don't go with the purse because she's on a fixed income and she might not have been able to afford the coordinating outfit and 
She might not even care at that point. Again, some believe in karma in that sense, so they put that added pressure on themselves. The other one, not getting the attention that they were accustomed to in the past. There are some women that just cannot function without being the life of the party, being the center of attention. And some look at it from the standpoint, well, since I'm not the main attraction, I don't need to attend these events, I'll just become a recluse. I'll take myself out of it. It's all or nothing. There's some that just go that way because they've had it that way so long when they were younger that being that it's not going to continue, they're like, why even get involved? The next thing. Um, becoming socially irrelevant. They're no longer the life of the party. They're no longer the person that's going to be on the guest list. They've kind of played out. And this has an impact on them. They have a sense of becoming socially irrelevant. And this becomes problematic. Now what you find with people like this a lot, especially women, they will start hanging around with younger people in order to still kind of be in the loop of being in the circle. We used to see this in the clubs all the time. 60-year-old women hanging out with 20 and 30-year-old people in order to still be recognized and acknowledged. And of course, there's a sense of uh, pride in the fact that they're treated like a person who has wisdom, that kind of uh, thing. But there's still that gap based on age, based on experience, and relevance. The other is, of course, being retired to a routine. Now, what this means is that even though this person has sacrificed all these years to raise the family, to be the matriarch of the family, and to do all these wonderful things, being mother, grandmother, she's still relegated to the lifestyle of a child, in a sense. And the chores are different. Babysitting, cooking, Sunday dinner, Christmas dinner, that kind of thing. Even though she loves her family and loves the fact that she can do these things for them, she may feel as though, I'm still not being fulfilled for me. I give this love and I do all these things for others, family, friends, everyone else. But what about me? Now, a lot of women are afraid to go there with that because they think that's selfish. And this is where they're mistaken. They've been so used to giving that they don't know how to receive. And so, they get involved with busy work, deflections. Now, another fear is, of course, being alone. So after the family's left grandma's house, she loves her grandkids, she loves her kids. Grandkids gotta go back to school. Her children have to go back to work. 
and her life's empty again. And there she is with her dog or her cat, and she's watching her favorite shows on TV, doing crossword puzzles, trying in a way to divert from her loneliness. But she feels as though, I had my time when I was younger, and now this is what I deserve. Some women believe that. The isolation and loneliness. Nope, you don't deserve it. That's if you want it. You still have needs as a woman. Some of you forget to be women because you get so hung up in your roles. You have to have a life too. Next, fighting depression, fighting rejection. And of course, sometimes, again, we diversify. We get into something that will deflect. We may become over-enthusiastic in a knitting class or playing bingo or something like that, or gambling, some diversion, something that will keep us away from thinking about what's going on. And you don't have to always have gloom, gloom and doom on the horizon. But again, what do we think when we think in extremes? The absolute worst. We don't have to. Positive attitude will help you. Not a superficial one. The other thing. Being vulnerable once again. Now. When you're young, you're vulnerable. When you get into that arc in your life, you become more confident and don't feel as vulnerable. When you become older, you're more vulnerable in the sense that physically, you're not as strong as you were. Um, emotionally, you may not be as strong as you were. And it's now at a point where if you exploit it, the cost is very high for you. Because you don't want to waste your time going through some of the things you went through in the past. Now you're looking a little bit more seriously going forward. So the decisions you make, they have to be a lot more precise than they have been in the past. With friends, with lovers, that thing. So you're more judgmental as you get older as well. And that comes with wisdom and experience. You're not going to be hanging around waiting for no bullshit. You're not going to be crying over some man at 12 o'clock at night because he didn't come home. You might have done that in your 20s and 30s, but you're damn sure not going to do it by your 50s, 60s. Let his ass stay wherever he is. You don't need to come back. Nothing wrong with that. Women are also fearful of being forgotten, not being remembered. Now, some of you ladies have written in about, well, if I get into a relationship or get married, should I get rid of all the stuff that was given to me in the past? Now, here's the problem with many of you ladies who've done this throughout your lives. You made it a point that your boyfriend had to get rid of everything or your husband had to get rid of everything that a woman gave him. But you hang on to the trinkets that your boyfriends gave you. 
my ex-husband's. i never forget, a friend of mine was getting ready to get married to this lady. He was in his 50s. During that time, I was like 26, 27. And he had been married like twice. And he was going to get married a third time. And she told him, before we marry, you have to sell your house. He said, why is that? Your ex-wives lived in that house. I don't want anything that has to do with them. Foolishly, he sold his home. He lived out in Beverly Glen. So, he got a good profit for it. And they moved out to Rancho Cucamonga. Their marriage lasted every bit of three years. But he thought he wasn't doing the right thing. And he saw that selling the house wasn't worth it because if he still had that home now, well, he was still alive now, but if he had that home now, it'd been worth a fortune. But he did it out of love. And the last one, a sense of unfulfillment. Didn't feel as though life has been lived. Or she never had a chance to live her life. This is why a lot of people come up with bucket lists when they retire. Because they didn't live while they were working. They worked and didn't live. And so they have all this shit that they put a pin in over the years. Half of it, they did it when they were younger. And now if they're older, they won't be able to participate in half the things that they had marked down that they wanted to do. This is the reason why I'm an advocate for doing things in the now. Don't wait. Because you don't know what the future will bring. You don't know. You never know. You screw around and think, oh, well, you know, I'll do this in my 50s when I get ready to retire. Hell, in your 50s, you might be in a wheelchair on life support. You don't know. The main thing, folks, is the fulfillment that you seek for yourselves. And if you find someone along the way, and things are working out, cherish them. See, there are a lot of people out there that want to go into their golden years with someone and just have their lives where you can enjoy it in peace instead of going down that miserable road alone. So this is something for you to consider and think about. Take care of good people. We'll talk to you tomorrow. My boyfriend and I live together and that relationship has been kind of rocky lately. I began to notice starting last month that he was withdrawing money out of our joint checking account for the expenses. Well, I swiped my debit card at the grocery store and it was declined. I checked the banking app and we only had $8.47 in the account. I was furious. I texted him at work and did not receive a reply. I called there and they said that he was no longer employed. I left the groceries and headed home. His clothes were gone out of the closet. I left voice messages since you were not contact me back. I then took it upon myself to drive over to his mother's house. 
there, the wind was taken out of my sails. His mother told me that this dumbass had gotten a girl pregnant at the job and got fired almost two weeks ago. He had been giving her money from our joint account to take care of the newborn. She said that he asked her if they could stay with her and she said no. Great. Rent is due in two weeks and now I have to go to my folks for the money. My dear, instead of you getting angry, wanting to have answers from him, he's giving you his answer. His answer is, I don't care. I know you want closure. You're going to try to hunt him down until you have that conversation with him. And then what are you going to be able to do? You're going to have an emotional outburst. Get all this shit off your chest. And after you've done that, you're going to wind up in tears. He's not going to care because he made his decision. He made his decision long before you found out about this woman and the baby. Now, here's the thing. On average, it takes, what, nine months to have a child? So apparently, he got her pregnant nine months prior, at least. He was dealing with that problem while you thought everything was fine in the relationship. Now, okay, you were loyal, you were monogamous, all of that good stuff. But here's the problem for some people, especially a lot of you ladies that overlook this. Yes, you could be morally just. It's the way you treat your man. That's something you guys forget. Berating him, treating him like shit. Over time, it gets to a point where he says, uh, I need somebody that's going to treat me better. You're still thinking that the woman, oh, he wants a woman that's finer than I am, etc., etc. Many of you ladies sometimes have caught your man cheating, and the woman looked nothing like you didn't even look close to as shapely and attractive as you are. And that's what you go by a lot of times. Looking at the packaging. And this is where a lot of men say, she doesn't get it. It's not about the packaging. It's the content of the person. It's about what the person has, their character, their behavior, their integrity. I can share things with this other person I can't share with my own wife or girlfriend. I get berated and dogged out I'm less than when they start thinking that way shit that's where they go so in no way I'm believing that you're just a saint in this whole thing either this is just your side of the story as I told you before there are three sides yours his and the truth now here's the sad thing you're borrowing money from your parents to stay in an apartment you can't afford to be in because if you could afford it um you wouldn't be borrowing money. Let's face it. So it's going to put you behind. So your parents might just tell you, instead of us lending you the money to stay there and suffer another month until you get another roommate, why don't we pay you the money to break the lease and to move back home temporarily until you can get your shit together where you can afford a place of your own. Instead of sitting there struggling and then every other month you'll probably be coming back to us asking us for money. And you don't know what kind of person you're going to have as a roommate. Whether they'll be reliable, dependable, or anything else. 
So these are things that would have to be thought about and considered. And it would benefit you greatly in the sense that it gives you some time to unwind, decompress from this foolishness that you were in called a relationship, because you really weren't in one. He was in a relationship with the other woman. His heart, mind, and everything else had left the relationship with you a long time ago. Now, I'm just assuming you guys don't have any children together. I don't know. You didn't specify. But I'm willing to bet being that woman got pregnant, she was a priority to him. Other things. More than likely, he purged to her. So, everything that was wrong in your relationship, she knows. He wasn't going to share it with you because he probably didn't feel comfortable sharing things with you because the environment you might have laid may not have been one that would have been conducive for him to do so. You ladies do it all the time with us men. What's wrong, honey? Oh, nothing. That kind of shit. Now, you're embarrassed. True enough, you're hurt. True enough. You're heartbroken. True enough, you're mad. True enough. And he took money out of the account. I have a feeling he had an ultimatum from this woman when that baby was born. Leave her or else. He did you a favor, my dear. You need to wipe away those tears. Because you could have really caught hell with that man. Sometimes a victory looks like a defeat. You won in this situation. You may think you haven't, but you have. That's one piece of baggage you don't have to carry with you. Now, I don't know how old you are, but if you're under the age of 45, you've just jettisoned a big-ass chunk of nothing to make your load lighter. So that when you get to the peak at 45 of your life, midway, you can look back and you can go forward down that hill towards the other side of your life without having that bullshit on your shoulders. So, there's no indicator to tell you what kind of man you're going to get or what kind of woman you'll get when it comes down to vetting people. You can only go with things that will help you. Like the four question categories I give you, those are just to help you. There's no guarantee. Because the problem is, those folks are different people. There's some people that are good liars, good smoothers, good bullshitters. And there are people out there that will tell you anything you want to hear. So it's up to you to make the adjustment, make the evaluation, make the choice. And understand what you're dealing with. Now, a couple of things that I'll leave you with. When you get into another relationship, take some time. Don't get in another move-in or live-in relationship with somebody unless you're married to them. People act differently when they have something to lose. When they had nothing to lose like he did, shit like this happens a lot. I'm willing to bet you that 
love for you to contact me back on this and I'll have you on the show. I'm willing to bet you this man winds up marrying that woman. Your ex is going to wind up marrying that woman. That must have been some good pussy for him to just abandon you like that. I hate to say it, but sometimes that does it. But in any case, give give yourself time to heal. Take it through. Let's look at what your options were, briefly. You could have stayed with him in the same situation, and then you guys could have kind of worked out some kind of plan. He probably had to take a second job in order to pay this woman child support. However, you wouldn't have any control of his heart. So, you'd still be going for that woman. Next thing, if you married him, you still had the same problem. It wouldn't solve anything. Hopefully, you'd be paying child support to her. Third, you leave him and still try to stay in that apartment. Well, you're going to struggle for a while till you get a roommate. You hope you get a good one. It's a crapshoot. And then you got to remember, at that point, you're not really helping yourself. You're hurting yourself. Number three. I mean, four. You can move in with someone else. Preferably your parents. Until you can get back on your feet. I wouldn't recommend getting with another guy and moving in with him. Nope. You need some time to heal around a support mechanism such as your family. Until you can go forward. And you know you're going to hear the shit about he wasn't shit and we didn't like him or whatever. Expect that. And believe it or not, you deserve that. Because more than likely you didn't listen. Your parents observed something. We of Romantic Truth appreciate your listenership. Listeners, you're invited to stream and listen to Jawson's music on Apple Music, Amazon Music, Spotify, Audio Mac, or Deezer. Type in J-A-U-S-A-N in the search for artists to follow and like modern instrumental music from his discography. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those solely of the host and are not condoned, or endorsed by Romantic Truth, Anchor or any of its affiliates. The advice given herein is the expressed opinion of the host and not to be used for legal, marital, or family, counseling, or for professional practice purposes. In the event for professional assistance, please contact the local licensed professional family counselor, marriage counselor or social services professional in your region. If you need someone to talk to in regards to help, you may contact the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 800-273-8255 available 24 hours. All correspondences read on the show have been pre-screened and pre-approved by the submitter to be aired on the show. Be advised that all of the background music of production not provided by Anchor is owned by James Adams and Jaws and One Music exclusively licensed for this Romantic Truth podcast under waiver. Please understand that there were no people or animals hurt in the segments of this show including plants. All sound effects were improvised in the studio setting with props. We are an equal opportunity employer with two Yorkie Poodles and a Rat Terrier as the security detail. Please be advised that the content of this podcast is under copyright by Romantic Truth and James Adams.